0: This is Anne from Treasure Treasure. I would like to welcome you all in this episode, um, where we will talk about social responsibility. But first, I would like to welcome here with us Fionn. Um, how are you, Fionn?
1: Hey, uh, thanks so much for the invitation. Um, I'm doing very well. Currently, we are super busy, so we're working on several big projects at the same time. Um, but the weather is beautiful, and uh, the weekend is calling. So I'm looking out forward for some beautiful time at the beach with my
0: uh, kids. That sounds super wonderful. And we're super happy to have you here today on this Friday. (laughs) And um, Björn, we invited you here today to talk um, about social responsibility, of course, but also maybe to get some insights from you for our listeners, because we think you have an amazing package of what you do in the total area of social responsibility and everything that touches upon this area. And I thought maybe we could start a bit to talk about how we actually met and what we have done so far with T2T and you together and your various projects. So maybe you would like to tell the story how we met actually a few years back.
1: Yeah, sure, it was pleasure. Um, It was actually for Astrid. And so uh, with Astrid, I was already, uh, Astrid Hauri, we were already collaborating since several years together in various projects in the fields of innovation and design and transformation and and then one day astrid contacted me and asked me if i wouldn't have an idea what to do with all the trash the leftovers from production unsold items which one has as a big global organization and what to do with this high quality trash and so what what we did then on the end we developed like an ideation parkour through berlin so i actually introduced uh, astrid and the team to uh, all the different agencies and friends of mine, which I know. And so we went with a small little bus. We drove from one location to the next and we started to ideate on different topics, trying to find out what to do with this different leftovers, with trash, with packaging. So one team like Osko and Deichmann, they were dealing with the cardboard leftovers. And other team was dealing with unsold nail polishes. And actually on the end of all this journey, we realized there is so much potential in all of this material because every design studio in a collaboration with us came up with a beautiful idea how to turn and transform this into a beautiful product. And then as a result, we said, well, this is beautiful, let's open this up and let's um, ask actually the society as large if they have ideas how to transform trash into treasures. And so we started the project Trash to Treasure again, uh, which we launched two years ago in Milano, where we did our first test. So we created together with you guys this beautiful pop-up store. Uh, where we had within a week thousands of visitors um, joining our lab, joining our workshops and ideating on different solutions. And we developed hundreds of ideas. And this was kind of then, yeah, the initial kickstart. So what we tested in a small uh, in Berlin, we tested in larger uh, in Milano. And then we developed all yeah the platform around it and the company structure and all the branding and so on and now um trash to treasure is a consultancy and a production company or product development company and uh, we are still collaborating here on different various projects
0: yeah and i think it's always so amazing for me to see like you said that we invited people to milano and we were really I remember remember we had a really small place and we were afraid that maybe not too many people would come because we're super new. But then actually in the end, we had the problem every night that people didn't want to leave because they were so amazed by what you can do out of production trash and actually turn it into treasure, like you say. And I think we had so much fun and it's really sad that it couldn't take place this year due to the current situation. But I think generally this whole story that it started in a small circle in Berlin as sort of a fun journey and then became this, big project that we're now doing, this is really amazing to see, I think. And it's so much fun also working with you, of course, for us. And um, yeah, and I think that also brings us a bit to the topic of social responsibility, because of course, we as Trash to Treasure um, are focusing a lot on responsibility and on sustainability. But I think you are more an expert, especially in social responsibility, which is also a topic that is very dear to us. So yeah, maybe you could talk a bit about your passion, especially in that field, Fionn, because I remember in Milan you held also a master lecture also about um, your projects you did with Professor Yunos and also other stuff, or Mamu, what you're doing. So maybe you could give us sort of a short insight. I know it's a big story, everything, but maybe a short insight what you're doing so people can also see what can be done in that area
1: yeah, absolutely with pleasure. Actually, it started with my master's thesis. so I was uh, studying industrial design at the University of Arts in Berlin. And uh, actually, the main reason already why I started to study industrial design um, was because I realized that all the products we have here, which we can buy in the shop, which are available, always, they have often a very long history um, of um, being produced in a way. Uh, which are not environmental friendly or they're produced in sweatshops. So I thought if you design products accordingly, you could, you know, uh, irradiate maybe the the problem of that it's been produced in sweatshops or that it uses c- certain toxic uh, chemicals to produce it. And that's why I started to study design. Um, And then while I was thinking what to do for my master thesis, I went to a lecture from Jack Sim. He's the founder of the World Toilet Organization and he talked about the 2.6 billion people worldwide who don't have access to sanitation. And I thought, well, that's a beautiful challenge, to design a toilet which is so attractive that even the poorest of the poor who actually can't afford to buy a toilet and often who also don't understand or are not educated in the concept of uh, sanitation and hygiene um, to develop the toilet for them, which is so attractive that they have want to buy it. Um, and so we developed a toilet on the end, which on the yeah transforms feces into gases and gases energy. Energy is money. On the end, we developed this toilet where people get paid for pooping. So uh, this was our value proposition. This made it attractive also for everyone to buy it. So we didn't have to go around and teach everyone about hygiene and make this big awareness campaigns. And um, through yeah, working in this field, I had then the luck to meet uh, Hans Reitz, uh, who uh, became a very good friend of mine and is since then also a mentor of mine. And he's been guiding me through the field of social business as he's the advisor of the Peace Prize winner, Dr. Mohamed Yunus. And since over 15 years, I've been collaborating with Hans and the organizations of Dr. Yunus. Um, what we develop are workshop scenarios uh, where we help them with uh, communication and branding and product development. And this is kind of how I got into the field of working in social business. And in the same time, then I got invited to be a program director at the Sco- Stockholm School of Economics, where also um, social business was part of the curriculum which we have developed. Uh, so, this is a little bit. Yeah, uh, a fast version of my story, how I got into the field of uh, social business and social responsibility.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a very long journey and amazing story how you got there also from your master thesis. And before we talk about your social business, Mamu, that you're doing with your wife, I would like to shortly ask you, what is your definition of social responsibility?
1: Yeah. For me, it's very important to be part of society shaping energy. And as a father of three daughters, it's very important and it's mandatory for me to develop a, a future which is, uh, in, in Germany, would say enkeltauglich, yeah? where even my Uh, daughters can have children so it's a grandchildren friendly future and I think we all have the responsibility because we know what is going on nowadays, we know what is happening, we know all the terrible injustice which is existing in this world and I think we all have the responsibility to do something especially uh, when we come from developed countries uh, where we have the funds, where we have the education to do something like this and to be part of society shaping energy.
0: Yeah. And I think also the term social responsibility, it might sound a bit tough because we're holding a social responsibility, but I think there's also positive outcomes. So do you maybe have an example what your most positive outcome in your career so far was in the area of social responsibility?
1: Um, I mean, one project which I still really, really enjoy a lot, and uh, this happened when I was starting to work for Hans and for Dr. Junos in their Gramin Creative Lab. Then I moved to Latvia, became a director at the Stockholm School of Economics, and I was missing to work in the field of uh, social business. So what I did then As a director and a lecturer, I started my own small company, which is called Mamo. It's a social business production company where we're working with women who have to combine childcare and earning money in the same time, but who can't find a job due to the fixed working hours. So what we're doing there is we are training them, showing them how to produce certain items. Uh, Currently, we're working only B2B. We actually started as a fashion label, but then we realized, well, Uh, We're not too good in fashion, but we're really good in production. So we skipped the fashion part. And now we're working B2B, working for different companies. We have been working also for various projects for Cosnova, for um, events from from Cosnova. We have been producing small goods, or we had a beautiful collaboration now with Trash to Treasure and Vela, where we help to do handles for the sustainable shampoo bottles, which you've produced, where we produce over 20,000 of the small items. And for me, working um and founding this company was very important because it also showed me that while you do your regular job while you do this it's you still have the possibility to be part of society and shaping energy and to create something which is impactful and inspiring
0: and Fionn, you i think now that we heard all of these stories you really had and still have amazing social responsibility projects but i think what we haven't mentioned to our listeners yet is that you're also a designer And um, so I think it would be interesting to talk a bit about how design and social responsibility sort of interlink and where also or how they can work together and how we have to incorporate the two together and how you did that in the past, maybe in your projects.
1: Yeah, you know, it always depends uh, uh, what kind of brief you get and what kind of client uh, you have. And we have to look that we have beautiful clients, and all of them are interested in being part of society, shaping energy and creating uh, a better future. Um, And actually, it's really about the relationship we have with the client that they give us this brief. So it's not that we get a project and then we transform it into a social project. It's mostly that already the client says, Hey, can we develop with you together a product which is sustainable? Can you help us to develop a strategy so we can communicate sustainability or social responsibility in our organizations? And how we got there is, I think, through being really hands on and working for many years, very hard, doing our own projects, being an entrepreneur, um, falling often underground, losing. Tons of money, having a lots of experiences, and I think through this we've kind of built up our expertise. And through the project, also the companies which we're working with, they, uh, uh, yeah, got got the attention on what we are doing, and then they invited us to to collaborate with them together.
0: And now that you mentioned also creating this future, I would also like to make a link there and ask you what is your aspiration or your future that you see in social responsibility or do you have maybe wishes for also other designers or for other people and companies how they could engage more in social responsibility
1: yeah i think it's the future of everything so i think every company who's acting only on their own uh, agenda they will disappear so this time is over because People in the uh, time of social media, they punish those companies who are acting solely on their own agenda, and they're supporting those companies who are, are doing something good and who are interested in the greater good, yeah? So... This is definitely the future and all those evil corporations, they will disappear, who only work for the money, who doesn't work for the impact. And I think all the ones who are now working in this field, they will flourish and they will strive um, and this is the future.
0: Yeah? yeah. I think now you've already also taken the last question I would have had, which is, um, are there different futures that you see or different scenarios in social responsibility? But I think you just mentioned that it's not a choice anymore. It is the new future. And it has to change and the time is now. And um, yeah, that sounds really amazing. Is there any final future message you would like to give maybe for some young designers or how to um, maybe give them some courage in the topic? Because I think your story is always amazing and unbelievable how you started so young in that topic and the crazy journey you had. And I guess not everyone may have the courage to start a journey like that, but maybe you have like a final message for our listeners on how to start in that field or how to get involved in social responsibility.
1: Yeah, there, there I would like to maybe uh, end it with, with um, the seventh principles of Dr. Mohammed Yunus's social business. And what I think is very important and also maybe to stop sometimes people working in the field of social responsibility, that they think it's maybe a very dogmatic and strict and sour environment um, and out of this reason, it was always very important for me that the fields we were working in, they were always fun and they were always cool. So we try to always bring the coolness into uh, social responsibility. And so it's very important with all the social injustices, with all the tensions you're working there that on the end, you do it with joy. And um, that's what I would like to say to everyone.
0: I think that's an amazing, definitely amazing end word from you and uh, do it with joy. And we would like to thank you so much for having you here today. And we hope to maybe see you again in a future episode. I heard you have some amazing future projects going on also with younger people. So that might be super interesting for our next episode. Thank you so much. I will
1: do that. Then thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Bye.